Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome once again to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Brother Mark Ajo here with you with Brother Tim Dodd. So glad to be back with you again for another podcast. And today we're going to revisit the situation in Uganda. New things keep happening. And to bring us up to date, we've got Brother Stephen Ebali, who's been on the podcast before, and it's always very edifying to hear from him. And just thinking about, Brother Tim, uh, the uncharted territory we are in right now with a revival that has been going on, it will be going on six years. It started in the fall of 2017, maybe a little bit earlier, but that's when it first came into our awareness. And this fall, 2023, will be six years. And we know from the message that a revival normally only lasts three years, and then goes into some sort of organization. Well, that's not what is happening. This awakening continues to expand out, and it's got these markers that uh, showed up in the very beginning. I remember uh, Brother Fred Chienji, he, he talked about how a spiritual war broke out when that first church got baptized. And that spiritual war is still following wherever this word goes, that is difficult, it's hard, but it's also a confirmation that the Lord is at work here. So uh, I won't give too much away. We've got Brother Stephen on the podcast and a special guest a little bit later, but he's going to tell us a little bit about that spiritual war, how it's ongoing, and how the Lord is helping the believers overcome. So God bless you, Brother Tim. Welcome to you to the podcast. Thank you, Brother Mark. God bless you, and God bless you, everyone. Yes, I think, Brother Mark, you have a good observation there in that it's amazing the longevity of what has happened here in this awakening in Uganda and the number of baptisms and uh, number of uh, converts in general that seem to be still moving forward. And I think particularly uh, we have a special guest today which we'll introduce in a little bit, but uh, Brother Stephen Abali, of course, is with us, and uh, he's going to share with us some of the recent developments, and it's just amazing that this awakening keeps developing, and it's almost like it takes new turns from time to time. Largely what we are seeing happening and what we have uh, mentioned thus far has uh, mostly been amongst the Luganda-speaking people, but we see the word going out in the other regions and uh, amongst the Ateso, the Karamoja region, the um, western region of Ranyakatara language, and uh, the southern, southwestern region. There's different regions that keep opening up, and these regions are almost countries within themselves as we see different tribes, different languages be involved. And so... We thank God for what he's doing. We try not to put 
a, um, a label on it. We try not to put it in a box, but we just kind of try and follow where the Spirit leads, and it's just amazing as God uses it continually to reach out into these other areas. In particular today, we want to update you on the developments with Brother Juma, and so let's bring Brother Stephen in right now to the podcast. Brother Stephen Abali is no stranger to the podcast, a pastor from Jinji, Uganda, very much involved in leading the um, brothers in the awakening over there in uh, parts of Uganda. So welcome, Brother Stephen, and glad to have you back on the podcast. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, Brother Tim. It's a pleasure being back on the podcast. And I greet everybody participating in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. After my last trip to Uganda, we talked a little bit about uh, Brother Juma, a recently converted uh, minister, and uh, the, how the Lord was using him and the impact that he has had in the area that he's from and uh, amongst his family. Brother Stephen, why don't you remind us of how Brother Juma came into the message and the uh, initial impact in his area and in the area of his family. Yeah, Brother Tim, uh, Juma basically reminds us about how we started about 43 years ago. Um, you know, we just received the message uh, from reading books, and uh, we did not have anybody to guide us. Uh, the message, as we read it, was everything that we relied on. And then we started knocking on big church doors and established church doors, and then we would be let in, and sometimes they wouldn't let us in, and there we started the work. So the same with Brother Juma. Juma, you know, is a product of a very interesting scenario. When we went to uh, Buyende the first time, the man who invited us uh, couldn't let us go back again because his superiors prevailed over him that he should never allow us back. And Juma was the younger man, one of them that was resisting our going there. But eventually, after he sat and listened to us speak, again, he turned on our side in a special way that uh, he started just blowing the message and uh, continued preaching it. And uh, then we heard there was a young man in the area. Finally, we were able to get him, and then we sent some of the ministering teams to this place, and then they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it began a very big revolution, you know. He started going to almost every place where he was able to go to. And, uh, you know, when we met, I told him he would suffer a lot of things because he's actually been like a soul. And you remember God told him that he will suffer a lot of things. And certainly that's what is happening around our brother. But he's doing very well and... Uh, even after having an impact in his uh, place where he is now, uh, he took Brother James to his uh, 
home place uh, which is about hundreds of kilometers apart and uh, he gathered his family you know who were in pentecostal foundation and uh, different other groups there and brother james had to preach the message out there and they are going to be baptized i think it's interesting brother stephen that you use the word revolution i think that's appropriate you know in the scripture uh trumpet denotes a spiritual war and i think a trumpet was sounded and that certainly attracted a lot of attention but nevertheless god was with him and i think that if we uh maybe you would rehearse some of the things that brother juma has been through as while we may have recounted some of the things in previous podcasts it would just be good to remind the people some of the things of persecution that our brother had to endure yeah it's a longer story brother tim uh the things that happened you know uh very well knowing that uh brother you know juma was one of those young men whose hearts were changed over uh literally i refer to him as soul and i told him he would suffer a lot of things so the first thing is that he lost uh the tenancy where they used to have the church and when they lost the tenancy they went and uh, rented another piece of ground so you know put up uh, these uh, taplins and uh, those taplins were cut in the night they were tried to get more again and he went through exactly the same situation uh he was turned down you know uh from that place also and now brother juma is not uh originally in that from that place so he comes from different a number of districts apart so the indigenous pastors in that area came and started saying you are not one of us meaning that you don't even come from this place you've got a very different agenda uh they involved the police they involved the local you know administration you know the man who takes the district they brought them you know when he was having service and uh, you know when they people in the neighborhood saw what was happening they were the ones who came and said do we have this man he's the only one who is preaching the truth we have no problem with him actually his defense came from among the people and uh, we know that the lord is gracious uh, it was not a very simple thing so the district authority called him to office and they advised him that he should be very are careful because the local area ministers are really so desperate that anything could happen around him so it's just after that that in the morning they wake up to donuts and the kids eat them and they end up in hospital you know only to say that they've got some poison substances in their bloodstream and again after that it is now came that brother juma uh also was so sick and uh, ended up in hospital they also said he has some poison substances in the body so we actually spent quite a lot of money getting brother juma back to life 
when people heard about what was going on in Brother Juma's church and the battles that he was having, the destruction that was being caused on the previous church and the different forms of persecution, uh, some brothers stepped forward and funded the building of a new church. And we're glad to report that that has been completed now. Brother Stephen, I'm sure you're thrilled, and Brother Juma is thrilled, and we're so happy that he can be um, uh, a great influence in that area. It was felt best that we would buy a piece of property rather than a rented piece of property so that nobody could interfere with the message of the hour and the worship of God there by claiming uh, the property or anything like that. So it's been completed. Uh, Brother Stephen, why don't you share with us about the new building? And also, I think you've had a dedication service for that building. And uh, tell us how that went. Yeah, God bless you once again, Brother Tim. Uh, you know, this uh, buying property was great wisdom because it totally made Juma very independent. Uh, sometimes when he was hiring property and putting up, you know, uh, top leads, you know, he would he woke up one time, the place was burnt. He goes to another place, wakes up, and then the taplings were cut into small pieces. Uh, but now he owns this land uh, on behalf of the church. And uh, we have been so blessed that we built a bigger place for him than the other places because there is a very big flow in from that area. And yes, we went there and did a service when the church was finished. Uh, we had over 500 people. They completely filled the place. We had uh, an overflow. At that time, I was having a visiting minister in the country, a brother called Fulong. I took him with me. So he preached the first morning service. I preached the evening service. And then we did what we were supposed to do for the dedication of the church. And the people were so happy and excited. And uh, I think it was a very unusual happening. And, uh, you know, the Lord has just stamped himself present in that area. And I trust it's going to have a long-lasting effect upon the people. Uh, almost jealous. I wish I was there. Would have been wonderful to be a part of it. It's too bad we're so far away, and it takes such a planning to make a trip to Uganda. But our hearts are thrilled by what God is doing and, and how you had the wonderful meetings in the dedication. I think recently, um, Brother Juma and family as a result of people trying to stop his influence in the area. And I'm amazed that people would even call themselves Christians acting like this, but I understand that there's been a question of the family being poisoned and uh, suffering because of that. So desperate is the false vine to stop the influence of the true vine. And we uh, certainly did pray for Brother Juma and glad to hear the report that the family is doing better. Brother Stephen, maybe you can elaborate on that. Brother Tim, this is a very unique situation. Uh, 
it's not something that one would expect in Christendom. Uh, the denominational groups in Buyende have so jealously and wickedly guarded their uh, influence, uh, you know, trying to stop this young man, you know, from involving authorities to certain uh, unfortunate happenings. Uh, because one morning, uh, you know, they open up the door for their home and there are two donuts by the, you know, floor and uh, two little kids pick them, eat them, and then they end up in hospital. And then after a short while, uh, the brother also uh, suddenly, he just can't know how, he also ends up in hospital. And you know, these were kind of uh, established to be poison substance in the body. So, you know, you just don't wake up and eat stuff and then, uh, you know, it's got poison from nowhere. So we really can't point a finger to some particular person, but that's what exactly happened, Brother Tim. And given the previous... Uh, uh, you know, encounters with the people and uh, how they were trying to stop him and how they brought police and how they brought the administrators of the area and appealing to them to stop him because he's having strange doctrines. You know, nobody could but, you know, suspect them to have had a hand in that kind of a situation. It was not good. We have a surprise visitor for our listeners in that uh, Brother Juma is able to join us briefly here. And so we want to welcome him. Welcome, Brother Juma. Why don't you uh, greet the people and uh, tell us how things are going currently now that uh, you have the new church building and uh, things have kind of settled down a little bit, I hope, and you're able to move forward with the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your ministry and in the local area. Yes, here is where Uganda. My name is Juma Fredi Okuvebuyende. Praise God, brethren. My name is Juma Fred from Buyende. Never such such a katonda. Kuro I want to appreciate you so much for the grace of God getting us a place of worship and even building it such that we can fellowship from there. May God bless you. We thank God for this message that many people have believed and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior because of this message. We thank God for the meeting we had on 28th of January, the day the church was dedicated. We had such great messages which really taught the people and it has helped the people so much. When the before building the church and before having that meeting, we were about 35 in the church. Right now in the church, we are 62 people. 
And every Sunday we see new people coming in. So we know by the end of this year we shall have many people come into the message and God would have done a lot of things. Also want to thank God for the grace that God gave you to treat me while I was hospitalized. I was challenged, I failed to help myself, but God used you to support me. She encouraged us in our family and our home. May God bless you so much and we are strengthened much more. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And God bless you too, Brother Juma. And thank you, uh, Brother James, for uh, Brother James Katumba for interpreting that for us. Uh, it's been good to have this podcast today and hear about the things that God is doing in Buende and through Brother Juma's ministry and how the people are recovering. I know that he has had hundreds initially and the people have been somewhat scattered. And so now they're starting to come back into fellowship and receive the word of the hour and walk in the light of our day. So we're so thrilled about that, Brother Stephen. I wonder if you have anything else to say before we finish off the podcast. Yeah, Brother Tim, it's very amazing. You know, things just totally change. Uh, you know, you plan your life. And you know, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm 65. And uh, I thought I should spend most of my time uh, doing mission work among the established churches and uh, help give them my little experience in the message for the last 43 years to establish them in these troublous times. But the Lord has brought this before us and uh, we certainly appreciate being part of it. You see, I know the people are completely amazed and their brains are blown because of what is happening here. But friends, we really need to be uh, very open that what we are doing is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to take the gospel to the world. And we are just doing that precisely that you know, going out there and preaching the gospel and the people believing, baptizing them is exactly the word. And we are now being able to give them the books. How they are going to be established, that's a very good question. We try to do our best. We have got uh, follow-up teams and they keep driving thousands of kilometers in a month to go and see people at different uh, angles, you know, some go east, some go west, some go, you know, in different angles. And they sit little groups of ministers, minister to them, sometimes get ministers and their wives minister to them, sometimes have general meetings, we minister to them, we try to do our best. But going by how we came up, we just got books, we did not have any instruction, we did not have any pastor. But a predestinated seed will always find its way and grow to the stature of a perfect man. 
just don't you get worried and bothered about how they are going to make it they'll make it we are just doing what the lord told us to do and we trust that god is behind it and we want to say god bless you for being part of it thank you so much brother stephen so appreciate you being with us today god bless you and god bless the saints in uganda shalom yeah god bless you brother tim and you all in this podcast we trust the lord has been gracious will always be gracious keep you establish you watch over you we still have a journey ahead of us but we trust he says i'll always be with you god bless you thank you for giving this opportunity to talk to you amen uh, so encouraging to hear from brother stephen ibali he's just uh <laughs> The expression we use is a, an oak tree that he has had such a stable ministry for so many years. And encouraging, I think, also that how he shared from his own testimony that uh, when the message came to them, they didn't have a lot to survive on. They had just the word. And we are working really hard to provide these believers the follow-up the materials they need, the, the meetings, you know, uh, anything we can do to help them, the buildings, the Bibles. But the most important thing is that word. And it's encouraging to hear him say, well, we survived on just the word. So the people out there, Brother Tim, I know they have given a lot. A lot has been poured into this. And sometimes we might feel like the needs are overwhelming. But that's encouraging from Brother Stephen the word alone in the heart of a believer is enough to take them through. That's true, Brother Mark, and we want to express our appreciation to all those who have given to supply these people with message books, individual messages, Bibles, and uh, translation effort in their language. And we're just so thrilled of how the Lord is using people all over the world to support what's going on in the country of Uganda. It's not a surprise now that you've heard what Brother Juma has been through, that uh, he, being a successful pastor amongst the ranks of the Pentecostals, now bearing the light of the message under much persecution, but he has to rebuild his flock as many have been chased away, many have been scared away by the uh, false claims that have been labeled against the message of the hour. And so we want to remember him in prayer. We just believe that God's using him and using the brethren over there. There's many brothers in many different areas that the Lord has used to take this message out. Remember Brother brother Fred Chienji, uh, his work there and all that God is using them for. We thank God for these brothers and we're we count ourselves privileged and honored to be able to work with them in this end-time harvest field. A person would love to say thank you individually to each and every person involved, but I think that will be done personally by the Lord Jesus Christ at the marriage supper of the Lamb. The rewards for service that are meted out on the other side will be a, a greater and more true reflection of the labors that are done for the Lord on this side. 
So God bless you each and every one. Thank you for listening. I trust that it's been an inspiration for you. And until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you.